Seven Light FM, Miss Independent, and Kelly Clarkson there. If she's financially independent, she must have a good financial advisor. Time to check in with one of them, our financial advisors, now to find out what's going on on Wall Street and what it's doing to and for your retirement plans. On the line, I got Philip Statler from Statler Financial Services in Sebring to talk money with us this morning. Philip, how are you? Hey, good morning, Dave. Uh, doing well today. Coming off our shred down Friday and uh, got a little downtime over the weekend. So, uh, hey, it's a Monday. And you know what? This is the week. I mean, this is hard for me to say, too, Dave. This is the week before Thanksgiving. Can you believe that? Oh, Lord. The, the season is going way, way, way too fast. But uh, it does give us a chance to look back. We're now uh, kind of into the herky-jerky mode now for, oh, Lordy, way too long. And uh, to set the cat, set the table for the morning, we had a, a relative up day on uh, Friday, a darn good one on the NASDAQ. Dow was up by 32 and a half. S&P was up by about 37, and NASDAQ was up by 209 points, and that gave us a pretty good weekly run, and I did a little bit of perspective work in the process. If you're younger and you're in your 40s, and you've been putting a little bit of money into your IRA where it's been invested properly, your uh, indexes right now are kind of recovering to about the point they were at the beginning of 2021. Now, those of us that are getting close to retirement, I hope we're insulated, but uh, you know, a lot of the brokers talk about dollar cost averaging. Always add a little bit in no matter what's happening to the market because you will end up winning on the uh, long haul. We're actually pretty close to the beginning of 2021 now, and the recovery continues if the Fed doesn't do anything inordinately stupid in the middle of uh, in the middle of December. You could be looking pretty good by the end of the year, couldn't you? Hey, you you really could. I mean, over that uh, that time period, and and that's the key, right? If you're younger, that's why they really preach that dollar cost averaging because over time the dips um, help you out, right? You're putting money away, and then it bounces back up, and so. Yeah, the closer you get to retirement, though, the dips start to hurt you a little bit. And so that's where dollar cost average comes into play as, as younger folks out there. Absolutely. It kind of makes me wish I was 45 again and I wasn't looking at it and saying, oh, Lord, sometime in the next few years, I'm going to retire and I'm worried about mine. Uh, a good financial advisor like you can show somebody how to take some of the risk out of that in the process, even if you're getting close. And right now, that kind of advice is pretty good because we're still low. Let's see here. And Dow is at 33.747 opening this morning. The record was 36.872. Uh, so we're still a little bit behind the curve as far as where the 52-week high was, are we? Yeah, we are, as well as the other indexes, right? They're still off, and, and I think they're probably even off more than the Dow is because, uh, I mean, mm -hmm. I, my memory is not all that good some days, but I, I think the S&P 500 got up to 46, maybe even 4,800. Um, I got 4,808 as the all-time okay. record on the S&P, and we're looking at 16,767 as the high for NASDAQ, and it's only at 11,323 now. Yeah, yeah. So those two still have some room to go, right? To get up there, and and let's remember that the, the Dow is thirty stocks that are not capital weighted; they're price weighted. So it's a totally different type of index um, than we see on the S and P five hundred and the Nasdaq. 
On the other hand, if you were into uh, dollar cost averaging and you were down around oh, around the 3,500-something mark when we bottomed out on the S&P, you'd be feeling pretty good if you were 45 and just adding a little bit in because you're up if you did it that way, right? Absolutely right. You know, you bounce back <laughs> up. So, yeah, exactly. So that's where dollar cost averaging comes into play. Kind of makes the point strongly that you've got different different strategies you suggest for different uh, for different clients simply on the grounds that a forty five year old should have a completely different strategy than a sixty seven year old, right? Absolutely, Dave. That is so true, and and you'd be surprised how often I don't see that be the case. Um, you know, which is which is crazy, but you'll see the the sixty year old still investing like they were in forties, and so that's where the problems come in. Understood. And one of the places that some of those investors have been going against the best advice of folks like you and amateurs like me is crypto. So a whole lot of people over the weekend were going crazy over the FTX exchange going toes up, which put a whole lot of people way down in the tank. I found a couple of things about it. Number one, anybody that's worried about the crypto falling apart, causing us another layman moment in another beginning of the 0809, a guy from Citigroup said, we think Bitcoin and Ethereum are too small a part of the market to cause a broader financial market contagion. I mean, at the very least, the smart minds are saying that Bitcoin isn't going to kill us. It's just going to scare a few people with more imaginative and adventurous instincts than you and I. Would you concur? Well, I would say so. It might give your, uh, I guess, another way to look at it. It could be giving your portfolio a little bit of a flu. <laughs> Just a little bit of a one. I didn't notice, but I, I think that vending machine at Walmart that was selling crypto out of a vending machine was shut down for the weekend. <laughs> Interesting. <laughs> it's probably run by FTX. Uh, that was the upset in the headline for the weekend, though. The great big Bitcoin exchange called FTX actually went toes up, and a whole lot of people lost a lot of money. And just oh, I felt an obligation to say, look, this isn't another Lehman Brothers. Bitcoin isn't all that big yet, is it? No, it's not. But but it still it gets a lot of the headline though because it is so volatile. Absolutely. It was the lead on the headline news on the weekend. But then again, we got to keep in mind those anchors are making millions of dollars a year. They probably are playing in Bitcoin. What are we going to be looking at this week in terms of events that can move the market? As you can tell by what we're uh, ruminating on, it's a relatively quiet start on Monday morning. It is a quiet start. I mean, we do have the, um, the PPI, the producer price index comes out on Tuesday. Uh, as well as the Empire State Manufacturing Index. That's some good news. Uh, well, it should be some news. That hopefully, it'll be good news. This one, uh, it, it comes out late on Tuesday, but the real household debt and mm -hmm. the real mortgage debt, I find those might be interesting for the third quarter. Wednesday will be a, definitely a big day. Retail sales comes out on Wednesday. So that one's going to be a huge day. Uh, for us, as well as the Home Builders Index comes out later that morning. Uh, we obviously Thursday is always um, Jobs Day, but we also have construction. Uh, we've got uh, building permits and housing starts comes out on Thursday, Friday. After you, after the after the the radio show, we got existing home sales and leading economic indicators comes out about ten o'clock uh, Friday morning. And I suspect that that retail sales number will be a big market mover simply on the grounds it'll be the last monthly number that we get before we start getting into the uh, fabled Christmas shopping season, Black Friday, all the way through the day after Christmas. It's going to probably be a bigger market mover because it'll give us an idea as to what kind of fourth quarter the retail issues are going to have. 
It will be. And, uh, you know, the expectation right now that I see on my little tip sheet is that they expect retail sales to go up by about 1.2%. So that will be interesting to see uh, whether or not that happens or not. Absolutely. What have you heard in terms of rumination about the Christmas shopping season overall? Last year, they were talking about like an 8% increase and everybody was going, hoo-ha. I really haven't seen a reading on it except for the guidance out of the retailers that say they're preparing for a soft season. And that's the only thing I've really seen so far too, Dave, is the indication from that, uh, the retail, maybe the retail federation, that that they're looking at a really soft holiday season. Um, but, you know, you, those guys, you got to take it, can I say, with a grain of salt, right? Because they're looking out for their own interest, right? They They want to be overperform when the numbers actually come in. So, so the question is how, how relevant is their numbers? And, and when they speak, what does that really mean? And that's, that, that's a very valid point. If they can diminish expectations now, when they actually put out their quarterly report in January after the fourth quarter, it's going to be a bigger bump if it's a big pleasant surprise than if they just do what they said they were going to do at the outset. Exactly. And, and we see that from other you know, industries and other companies as well. So, um, it, but it will be interesting, I think, to see what those, uh, you know, retail sales numbers do come in on Wednesday. Understood. It's a slow period as well as far as reports are concerned, but we did get one household name kind of relates to turkey and poultry that reported this morning. How did Tyson do anyway? Yeah, Tyson reported and they, uh, they missed. They missed by about 10 cents a share. Revenue did come in above forecast, meaning they've been able to raise prices a little bit, but they've got some cost issues. Um, not hurting their stock this morning, though, at least not earlier. And I'm still up uh, almost 1.6% this morning after closing Friday up almost 1.5%. So two pretty good days back-to-back so far uh, for them. The other uh, food producer I have, uh, the only other really earnings we have is uh, a company called Oatly. And if you're one of those folks that uses uh, the things like almond milk or oat milk or coconut milk, one of those things, well, you'll, you will have seen Oatly because they make that oat-based drink. Um, and they had a larger than expected quarterly loss. And on top of that, revenue fell short of what uh, the estimates were. So, uh, again, hurt by a lot of factors, including China, uh, COVID restrictions. Uh, I guess maybe they drink a lot of Oatly uh, products. but uh, And then they're another one that say U.S. strong dollar hurt them significantly. They are getting whacked pretty hard this morning, down 14.3%. Um, it's, a, it's a relatively inexpensive stock, trading right now at about $2.10 a share. I honestly wasn't expecting a food products distributor to be one of the uh, classifications really get whacked by the exchange rates. That's kind of a surprise to me. Well, evidently, looking at things, it looks like maybe they do a lot of business in China. And maybe hmm. that's one of the staples over there is, uh, you know, some of the different kinds of milks they use. Oh, <laughs> it's one of those things the old guy in me says. It just doesn't attract me at all, but I know the young folks drink a lot of this stuff. Resetting the table, it was an up day on Friday, finishing off what was a really darn good week on all the major indexes. Are we going to be able to keep it going 45 minutes before real money gets thrown around? How are we doing? We may be able to, Dave. We're not going to start that way, it doesn't look like. We've got some downward pressure right now. We've got the Dow down a little over a tenth of a percent. The S&P 500 is down a third of a percent. The NASDAQ 100 
down a little over six tenths of a percent. The big loser being the Russell 2000, down a little over eight tenths of a percent this morning. Uh, on the other side of the thing, we got uh, silver up almost a quarter of a percent, getting close to 22. Is it $21.71 an ounce right now? A gold, on the other hand, is down about um, a little over a tenth of a percent. And then crude oil, uh, down a one and a quarter. Right now, is at $87.83 a barrel. We'll take that happily for the moment. Overseas markets, the Asian rim was really mixed over the weekend. Hong Kong closed up almost 2% at 6 a.m. this morning. Chinese mainland markets were almost flat, but Japan was off over a percent. I got no direction whatsoever. European markets are looking at us and saying, okay, fine, we're not doing too much profit-taking. They're generally trading up in the range of a half to three-quarters of a percent halfway through their day. Keeping tabs, and we kind of alluded to this, watching day by day, if you're getting close to uh, the retirement age, is not the way to manage in a retirement fund. How do I get a hold of you to get a plan so I can retire on time, Philip? And that's exactly why we developed the core retirement design. Give us a call at 863-382-0037 to schedule your core retirement analysis. And then join us this weekend for the Statter Financial Radio Show, 6 a.m. and noon on Saturday, 10 a.m. Sunday morning on Highlands News Talk, 730, 95.3 FM. And back here again tomorrow morning at the same time with an in-depth look as to what's going on. Philip, thank you so much. I really did enjoy Shred Day together on Friday. Can't wait to do it again next, next year. All right, buddy. You have a great day. Thank you. It's 105.7 Light FM and Statler Financial Services. Philip Statler. Hey, everybody. Thanks for joining us today. I hope that your week gets off to a great start. Until tomorrow, have a great day. Bye now.